to the great print guys I'm a, I'm 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 Amanda <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Let, tell them. <laughs> they fucking know who I am. Fucking tell them. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Sadie, but you knew that. <laughs> so today's topic is going to be actually very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, stop laughing now. Before we get started, guys, we just want to give a big shout out to Archie Grant for letting us film here again. Yes. Make sure you come to their happy hour every Tuesday through Friday mm -hmm. from 4 to 7 p.m. And also come in for their delicious dinner, amazing brunch, and their signature cocktails made with natural ingredients. That's right. Here in White Plains, New York. So today's episode, I'm actually very nervous to talk Look, about. guys, I got it. I got you, Amanda. I got your back. I'm just, okay. I'm just letting the audience know. You know, I'm a little nervous today. Got it. In this moment. Okay, go. Okay, well, I'll bring in the topic. Yeah? Why? Okay. It's, it's the giving season still, if you didn't know. It is. It's holiday season for, like, until the, for, until the polymath party. Right. Polymath party's the end of the And once that shit's on, holiday season's over. Get back to work. But until <laughs> oh then, God. you're on vacation, all right? This is vacation season, and I'm going to go to this text that Amanda sent me. Very appropriate, by the way. And it starts off like this. Have you ever met a... No, it's a Marquis song, bro. I know. Okay, it works. I'm with you. It's the have you ever is like the intro to every song. Have you ever noticed your personal growth can make others around you uncomfortable? Yes, it's a story of my life. But um, the people around you or the people around you have always known you to be a certain way. And when you change, it change, it causes them to feel a certain type of way, pretty much. Like, um, like, you want to evolve, right? Yeah, I. it was actually something that I had read recently, and it it made so much sense, It's but it's sad. So mm -hmm. um, I'm just paraphrasing here, but it was basically describing, like, times where, you know, like, you're growing, like, you're focusing on your personal growth and stuff, that sometimes it can make the people closest to you feel uncomfortable only because... It's almost like they're losing the person that they knew. Mm. Like, they knew you all this time to be a certain way, and now you're changing and you're leveling up, or, you know, you're just different. You don't fit their idea of you. Yeah, so it's, yeah. to a certain extent, it's almost like, you know, if it's a friend, like, you feel like you're losing your friend. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is so sad. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely experienced that where... I do feel like as you level up, it does get lonely because you can have a set of goals, you're accomplishing those goals, and somehow there's still like a void. It's like, okay, like why am I not happy? I'm doing well, I'm in great health. I've been, you know, working on myself. I've been, you know, 
doing what I got to do. And somehow there's still like something inside that it's like, damn, I don't have the group of people I thought would be rooting for me. Yeah. You know, like. And like, in, like specifically the people you think that are going to be rooting for you are the people closest to you, yeah. your friends, your family. Um, I remember seeing something somewhere once about it being hard for people that, like, let's say, like, people you grew up around, for instance, or people that are from your hometown, hometown, like, those being the people that you're going to expect to support you, like, you're so shocked to find out. That they don't? That, yeah, those, yeah. they do not. And the reason, I'm sure it's not, like, a set in stone thing, but um, a reason behind that could be that they see, like, oh, we grew up in the same place. Like, why is it that you're making it and yeah. I'm not making it? Or it's, like, they like, try to, like, diminish your dreams and goals. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Even with this podcast, I feel like the most support I've gotten was from people that I'm not even close to. It's, people, like, strangers will be, like, your biggest supporters. Yes. And I'm just, like, you know, sometimes it gets discouraging because it's, like, the people closest to me... It's just like, okay, yeah, she's doing another episode. She's They're talking about this, that. But then, like, other people will reach out and be like, yo, I'm so happy you covered that. I'm so happy you said that. And, like, for me, that's where I get the more satisfaction where, like, what I'm saying is making a difference to someone or mm -hmm. they resonate with it. You know, because my, my whole goal with this is just to be a voice that, you know, if people are afraid, yeah. they're going to get judged or feel alone in some kind of aspect where I feel like in my ugh, 30 years of life, <laughs> I've gone through a lot of shit and it's like a lot of it was because of my own choices, because yeah. of just how life panned out and you cry and thug it out and keep going. But like, it gets hard to motivate yourself sometimes. Definitely. Well, just aside from the, like the podcast and like, you know, success of it all. Like my whole thing was, I was thinking more when it comes to like what you tolerate, what you don't, how mm -hmm. you're viewing certain situations, especially when it comes to things that like confrontation mm -hmm. or, you know, um, the types of people, the types of the types of people you're around, the types of conversations you're trying to have. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely gotten to that point in my, I don't know, personal growth journey, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Where, if I'm being honest, like it is kind of hard to have conversations with the same type, like with with everyone that I, I've known in the past. Like it's not because um, they have the same mindset almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's annoying, honestly. I feel like I'm, I'm, go I have this internal struggle of, it's like just because I've now had some kind of awakening, mm -hmm. like that in no way makes me better than anyone. You no. know, I just feel like You're I'm just bettering yourself. But I'm reaching a certain level where I feel like I can't have the same types of conversations anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's sad as shit because I feel like there's certain people that just don't fit in my circle anymore. Like, I don't know. Does that, I feel, I don't know why, but that makes me feel wrong. No. Evolving should not make, I mean, shit, it might feel that worse. I mean, it might feel like that at first, but you're literally shedding a skin. 
Yeah. Um, that yeah. story of my life, bro. I elevated my circle mad times, and I had to elevate that and had to cut friends off in mad different ways. I had to fucking fight friends, punch friends in the face to get the fuck away from me so I could cut the friendship off, you know? Wow. Um, I've definitely never really been good at that. I mean, I just, I, I just... I say no to people. Like, people want me, yo, do this, this, and this. I can't do it. My circle, I elevated my circle. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I, like, I look at the people I hang out with. I'm always with, what, Sus1 now? I mean, I'm not, I used to be on the projects all the time, bullshit and chilling in the parking lot till 3 a.m. every night in the summer. I haven't done that in two years. Uh, I elevated, bro. And when people, people are either going to ride with you or go against you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you just say, fuck it. You got literally just go look at people and say, or oh, don't got look at them, but. You gotta tell yourself, fuck them. And it's wild because (laughs) we all know, like, that's the right thing to do. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. I think it was, um, I just didn't expect how, I don't know, I guess lonely. Yeah. It it feels. It is, it's super lonely. Um, To something that Angelo said earlier, you have to be around people that fit your future, not your history. You know what I mean? So it's like. I love that, yeah. And I feel like me personally, years ago, like I was in therapy because I was just going through probably one of the worst times of my life. And just you kind of learn a lot when you self-reflect. You literally have to face in the mirror everything you got to fix about yourself. And as you're actively doing that, as you're actively trying and unlearning certain things you've just naturally grown up with, it gets hard dealing with the people that haven't gone to therapy. And I feel I am such an advocate for therapy. I feel like everybody should get therapized. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you um, don't know the shit you have to fix until you talk about it. And then, um, like, I feel like also as a mom, as a parent, it's like you don't have the time to, like, sit and process what happens to you because – you're always needed to do something else. It's mom this, mom that. It's, you know, another school event, another parent-teacher conference. It's like you're pulled in so many directions that it's like you don't have time to process because people need you. And I feel like I was losing my shit when, like, I didn't feel comfortable to cry around my kid. Like, I would just take the time in the shower to cry because I'm like, I can't have her see me like this. Mm. I feel like I mentioned this before on a, diff- a previous episode, but um, like times where I felt like I didn't have a moment to act, to like cry or whatever, because like you know, like she, my daughter's like running around or something. I would just like put on Grey's Anatomy and like an obviously like sad episode where it was perfectly acceptable to, to start cry. to cry at the yeah. TV. But um, it's funny because me and my daughter were literally talking about crying today, and. Um, I don't know. She, we were like coming inside the house from being outside, and it was windy, so she was tearing. So I like made a comment, like, "Oh, like, like you crying or something?" <laughs> and she was like, "What? Like, no, like I never cry." And I was like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Me either." She's like, "Mom, you cry for everything." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's what Ellie was saying too. <laughs> yeah, like she literally. It was so funny too, because like the other day I was like watching Jersey Shore, and something <laughs> happened where like they found like a dead bunny, and. I cried. I don't know. I did. I was really, really <laughs> hormonal that day. And she walks in and she's like, what do you like? Like, she knows like Jersey Shore is like the stupid show. Like, yeah. With the people acting stupid. And so she's just like, Grey's Anatomy makes sense. But yeah. she sees like, I'm watching Jersey Shore. She's like, 
why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want a GTO. <laughs> the, the bunny's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. But, um, yeah, man, you know, it, yeah. it's, don't be afraid to let out a good cry. I mean, I've, at this point, I've gotten to the point that I can't even conceal it. Like, I'll just be crying. And, um, like, even recently, like, shit has been kind of crazy for me with work, personal life, finances. Like, just life fucking me in every direction, you know? Thanks. Crazy. Um, so I just, like, even, what was it? Like, I wanted to take a break from recording, and Angelo gave me a pep talk. I gotta let y'all niggas have it. Angelo be, yeah. be doing all the producing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Angelo, you know, reached out to me, being the good friend that he is, and, you know. That pep talk. Yeah. And then, like, it's funny because you called me while I was at my cousin's birthday party, and, like, my family, we always have a bunch of wine, 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 and me and um, my cousin, we're talking. Wine, and it sounded like he was taking shots, boy. So he was, boy, he was... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you called me at a bad time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just started crying because it, it's crazy. You don't realize what you're going through until like you're saying everything out loud. Oh, yeah. And then you realize like, damn, this shit is fucked up. And then I just let it out. You really came in clutch there, Angelo. Yeah. Nah, because yeah, y'all got me fucked up. I'm out here, I'm out here making cheeseburgers and shit, and fucking running all across Westchester. About, oh, I don't know what to talk about. You better find something to talk about, motherfuckers. Come on, I'm out here running across the globe for y'all. I just, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> He's like, hello, motherfucker. <laughs> the show must go on. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Amanda. I'm Sadie. And we're from the Great Print Podcast. And we're going to take a quick break to talk to you about insurance. Hey folks, are you tired of feeling overwhelmed when it comes to insurance? Do you want to focus on what matters most at home and in your business? Well, you're in luck because I've got something special for you. Let us introduce to you ZRM Brokerage, a company that believes in making risk management your best investment. They've been providing their clients with expert risk management services and peace of mind since 2017. ZRM Brokerage is not just another insurance company, they're a family. They value honesty, synergy, reliability, and respect. They treat you like a person, not a number. They listen to your concerns, answer your questions, and guide you through the insurance process with professionalism and care. But it's not just about their values, it's about their vision behind it all. Meet Daniel Guiney, the founder of ZRM Brokerage. He understands the frustration and overwhelm that comes with insurance and is dedicated to improving your sustainability. ZRM, which stands for Zara Risk Management, pays homage to the kindness and generosity of Daniel's grandfather, Joseph Zara. Their mission at ZRM Brokerage is simple, help you make informed insurance decisions and save money by reducing your total cost of risk. With access to the nation's best insurance carriers, the team at ZRM Brokerage offers personalized white glove service and cost-efficient insurance solutions for homeowners and business owners alike. Daniel's dedication is backed by an MBA from Iona University, multiple state licenses, and a prestigious Millie Award from the Westchester Business Journal. Ready to simplify your insurance, save money, and achieve peace of mind? ZRM Brokerage is trusted by homeowners across Westchester as a one-stop shop for their insurance needs. 
So what are you waiting for? Get started now with risk-free quotes from ZRM Brokerage. They'll help you to navigate affordable solutions so you can focus on what matters most. ZRM Brokerage, helping you take the risk out of risk management. Visit westchesterhomeinsurance.com today. Now let's get back into the show. Sadie, when was the last time you went to therapy? Oh, I'm actually trying to find a new therapist because, you know, my health insurance and whatever. That's not what I asked. uh, Last time I went, two years ago. What what were you gaining from that experience? Um, It was good to just speak to somebody that's, like, non-biased and, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And if I'm having some view about something, at least some, like, anything I was saying in that moment was validated. Like, no, you're, you're right for having that feeling. You know, you're not wrong for how you handled certain things. And definitely reading a lot of, like, self-help books, for sure. Do you have, um, any, do you have any you recommend? Self-help books? There's one... Um, Don't say Steve Harvey. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, <laughs> like, why men love bitches? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that one was great. Um, so good. I learned. like, fuck feelings. Um, <laughs> Take the beat bag. Yeah. For real. Um, so I'm glad you say that. Hmm. There's one, um, what is it? Something about dealing with um, people that drain your energy. I'm, I can't think of the actual fucking title of the book, but I feel like that helped me a lot. It's like basically energy vampires. So people that just come around you and just drain the shit out of you, whether it's with their presence, with your actual interaction with them. It's just how to kind of, like, block that out. Mm -hmm. And for me, being that, like, I'm such an empath, I'll pick up on other people's, like, emotions and feelings and shit, and then, like, that affects me. Is the book called The Psychic Vampire? No. Oh, shit. Okay, Twilight. Like, you fucking... (laughs) We're going to insert the the title and author. (laughs) When I find it, I will insert. <laughs> um, That's what she said. <laughs> Freaking. So you said, though, as far as, like, dealing with, because oh, you're, like, very empathetic. Yeah. So, and and it's so crazy because, like, my boss said I was dangerous for this. I was in his office. We're talking about something that we have to, like, get done with, like, a deadline. And I heard someone come in, and I knew who it was. I was like, okay, in about seven seconds, this person's going to be in the office. He's like, what? What are you talking about? In comes the person, and he looks at me. He's like, you're 007. So you're the psychic vampire. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like, I don't know, something, I don't know. I think it's a trauma response where, like, even the way someone walks or, like, if I hear their keys, I know who it is. Mm. Is that weird? <laughs> no, but I love how, like, the one person is like, oh, wait, I have that, too, like, with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I can just hear somebody's footsteps, and I know who it is. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I feel like, it, but I, I actually do have that with my mom. At least when I was younger, she always wore heels. You can tell by, like, just, you can, like, you like can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, though, when you said, like, as far as being a very empathetic person, so when you find yourself around someone who's, like, sucking the life out of the room, like, do you have, like, what do you yourself do to, I, I don't know, like, kind of, like, revert that energy away from you? Um, I kind of just 
block it out. Like, literally, I'll have someone talk to me, and I'm just, like, tuning them out for a second. And I know that's, like, so rude, but it works for me. Um, for example, like, if I'm working with someone, and then they're just, like, in a shit mood, I was like, what did I say? I was like, no, everything's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. I try to, like, reassure that other person, like, yo, you're fucking bugging right now. Like, I feel like once you check someone else, they, I don't know, they kind of snap themselves back. But at the same time, like, you have to train your mind that it's, like, how they're feeling is not directly towards you. It's Oh, like, their yeah, own. like, don't take it personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it depends on who it is. Well, I feel like how... Like, I'm choosing to deal with it. Mm. Like, if I want to be, a like, an asshole, like, I feel like I'll just, like, I don't know. Like, I'll toy with you. Toy? Like. Ah, here's the book. I'm sorry. Dodging Energy Vampires. That's the book I have. I'm like, it's energy something. Energy okay. something. Um, shit, what was I saying? Um, that you'll toy with someone? Oh, yeah. Like, I, that's not good? No, that's not nice. Toy with someone. Killed. Not like, okay, but I feel like just where, I don't know, like, is it just me? I feel like people that have a tendency to do that, like, okay, I'm going to give an example. Like, someone that's just... Tips, tips, thighs. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so, like, someone that's just, like, complaining about everything and just, like, is the victim of their whole fucking life or whatever, like, you can just, like, ask them questions or, like, okay, but, like, so why, like... How about this? Like, where they run out of bullshit. Yeah. Like, after a while, and I mean. Yeah, you got to be, so those people need somebody that's solution-orientated. Yeah. More problem Yeah, like you, like, you can so see when, like, someone, they're not actually listening for, like, a resolution to an issue. Yeah. They're just, like, venting and, like, ranting or whatever because they just want to, like, let off. And that's another thing, too, because I feel like when I've dealt like being around people that are like that, I I would literally like just intervene and be like, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Because if you just want me to listen, I, I take it as you venting. But if you want advice, like buckle up, I'm going to say something yeah. you might not resonate with and it's nothing personal. I mean, but that's all fine. Like if you know the person is actually open to like listening or like taking your advice, but you know when you're dealing with the type of person that like they're just shooting down everything you say and it's just like, okay, like what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, specify, like, then be clear. Like, do you want to just fucking vent or? Yeah. No, yeah, but that's the thing. It's, like, I've dealt with that. Um, and I've literally said, like, yo, like, I don't think I can help you with this. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Because sometimes you can't have the answers to everyone else's yeah. shit. And then at the same time, they may not be an answer to somebody's shit at the same time. Like, they just got to go through it to get through it. That's true. Like, there's not an answer to everything. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm a very I'm very big on like there is a solution for everything. Like where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. Um so I feel like that's why it kind of bothers me. Like not that I sit around like toying with people's emotions, but yeah, I feel like for like what you said for the most part, I feel like if you're the type of person that you just like feel sorry for yourself 24/7, yeah. like I'm just going to like okie doke you to death yeah. unless I'm super bored and then it's just like really, tell me more. Right. Like but that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, sometimes you realize some people just have to go through it to get through it. And, you know, if, I don't know, if they're actively trying to find the 
help they need, then kudos to them. But like some shit is just not in everyone's control, I feel. And man, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. You, you say you're in therapy now, right? Yes. Um, what are you taking away from that? What shit do you get? I've been, I've been considering it. Um, I still got to hit crazy on FanDuel to afford it, but uh, what do you... I mean, I know insurance covers all of that shit, whatever. No, all yeah. of it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, are you, what are you taking away from the, going to therapy? Um, one thing that <laughs> I've taken away... Uh, it's funny, like, what kind of like what you had said before when you were in therapy that had been huge for me right now. Like, um, so I guess something that I was struggling with is like at times when I know I'm being like wronged um, and I'm dealing with that to the best of my abilities. But even so, you know, it's kind of hard to, it's like that, um, that Billy Joel song where he's like- Piano Man? No, uh, Vienna. Uh, I know Vienna sausage. No. Hey, yo. Of course you do stuffing. The disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> no, but um, he's like, shit, I'm, I'm so mad I'm going to like fuck up the lyric. But it's basically like you, you know, you don't always, you know when you're wrong, but you don't always know when you're right. And, oh, yeah. And so like, I feel like that has been very true for me for quite some time, so. Do you ever feel guilty being right about something? I do. Um, I feel like just because you're right doesn't always mean that that was the outcome that you wanted. So yeah, yeah I can understand that. But at least with, just to answer your question though, with therapy, one huge thing that I've gotten is going over certain experiences with my therapist and just explaining to her what happened, how I dealt with it and getting this validation, like, oh, you were totally right to feel how you felt, like, mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense, blah, blah, is, like, huge for me. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, because I was, like, really happy that she told me, but she even said, she's like, you know, you're very emotionally intelligent, and, yeah, like, I, I can't emphasize that enough, like, having that validation from someone who I can trust, like, her professional opinion, right. say, like, you know, like, you're, like, it makes perfect sense that you would feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, it just really helps you move on. Like, just yeah, going make over... make peace with it. Yeah, like, something that pissed you off, you know, an argument or whatever, having her kind of... Just, like, you're not crazy to feel that way was huge. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a huge part, takeaway, is realizing that the majority of the time, aside from, like, regular issues that we all have that life throws at you... Like, you are in your, like, no one gets in your way as much as you do. Yeah. Like. And you're responsible for your own healing. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone, to a certain extent, like, we're all kind of getting in our own way. There are, like, little things that I've gotten, um, whether it was from, like, a book that she recommended I read. Uh, mm -hmm. There was one, sorry, another book, Angelo. Freaking. I'm, I'm going to start a book club. All right. Um, no, I, I did want to. What? I wanted to mention this book. Um, it's called The Mountain Is You by Brianna White Weiss, I believe. Um, and one thing that I had heard from that book, it was her take on like anger. And when you're feeling this emotion, it's, I thought this was huge. Uh, I'd never heard it put this way that like, when you are feeling this like level of anger, 
Like, your anger is never supposed to be projected onto another person. Mm -hmm. Like, feeling that is supposed to tell you that, like, something about whatever you're experiencing is not okay, mm -hmm. and you need to change. Yeah. Like, you need to change whatever it is that's making you feel this angry. Mm -hmm. And hearing it, ugh, hearing it that way was huge for me. Like, mm -hmm. after, like... Like, I, like, just after thinking of it that way, I had gotten into an argument um, with someone, like, beside the point. Mm -hmm. But I instantly, in that moment, like, I felt the anger, and I was like, oh, like, this is... Like, I can... Like, I just received it so differently mm -hmm. after hearing that. And I was like, okay, like, I'm yeah. not... I didn't react nearly as much as I would have in the past, and I immediately just knew, like, I need to change the situation. Yeah. And I was just like... Fucking gross. <laughs> For real. Hey guys, I'm Sadie. And I'm Amanda. And we're from the Great Print Podcast. And today we have been blessed by Righteous Felon. We're going to be trying out some new flavors of beef jerky for you today. So I actually haven't tried this one. Yeah, Bourbon Franklin. I really want to try this one. It says an American dream of bourbon and vanilla bean. Yeah, they definitely have four new flavors. Truffle O'Bill. Potent pioneer of the American flavor frontier. And they also have beef sticks for your to-go needs, for your hiking, for your whatever you do. OG hickory and lemon pepper. Yeah, I think Angelo killed the last OG hickory one. Yeah, he killed this bag. Is it? Angelo. <laughs> Bitch ass. All right, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to get fine. into these. Ooh. I got the truffle. What you got? This one's bourbon Franklin. Ooh, the aroma. Ooh, the lack of strength. All right. Oh. It looks like a little piece of bacon. A big one. <laughs> oh my God, stop. Mmm. Oh, that's really good. Take a, take a small one. Take a little this one. This one's good. It's not too salty. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> this one's good. I like it. I'm about to body this. Right? Oh, make sure you go to their website. They have merch. The website is RighteousFelon.com. Make sure you enter promo code POLY15 and get all your merch, all your beef jerky. Bourbon and Franklin. I try. Trust me. Like, oh, I like this one. It's good, right? Give it back. <laughs> she thought. <laughs> I saw this um, quote. It said, you're not responsible for people's perception of you. Yeah. And I feel like that's super big because... Your opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah, basically, along those terms. But it's like you're not responsible for changing somebody's view of you. It's just yeah. you level up on your own. They choose to see you however they want to see you. And it is what it is. Like, we're all the bad guy in somebody's story. And fuck it. Yeah, I, um... And I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like... I spoke to someone about this in my own, hmm, how do I word this? In my own life, someone that has always triggered me, we had a conversation and it just like, I came to the conclusion, I'm like, all right, you have this idea of me based on our negative experiences with each other mm -hmm. and that's what sticks with you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, sometimes people just stick with this idea of you 
so that they don't feel bad about the shit that they've done to you, if that makes sense. Like they're like, like villainizing you. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, but you did this to me, you did that to me. It's like, okay. To justify like their to own, justify like, their behavior. own exactly, and it's just like once you realize that's how a person thinks, it's like there ain't shit that we gotta say. It's just like, all right, let's keep it pushing because you clearly have this idea of me that you're gonna stick with, and you can stick with it. I'm gonna move forward. Like yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's that's like a perfect example. It's like when you start to level up, like your circle is gonna get smaller. You're not gonna be able to communicate with everyone. Yeah, and then I also realized this, like, I had bumped into, like, an old friend of mine, and we were, like, best friends since we were, like, in middle school. And, you know, like, life happened, we drifted apart, but she's the exact same way. And I realized, like, we don't have shit in common with each other anymore. And it's not like there's anything wrong with her, nothing wrong with me. It's just we drifted apart, life happened Everyone learns their own lessons and their own timing, their own healing, and that's that. Like, sometimes your frequency doesn't match another person's frequency. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you got to put yourself, like what Angelo said, that's going to stick with me. Put yourself around people that fit your future, not your history. And that's so important because you could just apply that to friends, to relationships, to the shit you tolerate. And I feel like... Even as, like, women and, you know, in the dating life, it's like, they're saying, oh, you know, ups and downs through thick and thin. It's like, no, there's only so much someone could take. And it's like, the ups and downs shouldn't have to be how much I could tolerate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, y'all, at the end of the day, y'all control your own lives and y'all responsible for how y'all feel. Right. Y'all control, y'all in control of your own happiness. Don't depend on anybody to feel your happiness. You're not responsible for anybody else's happiness. Yep. Uh, in the words of the late great Bernie Mac, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you I'm know? such an advocate for, like, self-care. I feel like people glamorize self-care as, like, a luxury. Like, no, that shit is a necessity. Like, go to the spa. Go, you know, have your wine. Go get a facial. Get a massage. Get a manicure, pedicure. Whatever the fuck feels good for you, do it. Yeah. And normalize it because you need that time to yourself because life is going to pull you in every fucking direction. Shit is going to happen to you. And I try to look at things differently because, yes, I'm fixing my relationship with God. Um, and it's like you have to stop seeing things as this is happening to me and, and just see it as this is happening for me. What do I need to learn from this? Yeah. And I feel like I try to remember that any moment where I feel upset or sad over something that's like out of my control i um yeah i feel like my i definitely have that same like train of thought i'm like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. so what was the reason (laughs) yeah like even what the fuck (laughs) sometimes life is like yo what the fuck am i teaching here so it's weird because i was having this exact chain of thought just the other day and a huge part of it was me just kind of reflecting on the fact that, you know, I still have a long ways to go of, like, where I want to be in life. Yeah. And I was having that, like, everything happens for a reason thought process. And I was trying to figure out, like, why is it that at this point in my life, I'm not exactly where I would like to be? Yeah. And 
what I had came to was a lot of, you know, like me being in therapy right now and a lot of the things that I am learning for the first time has made such a difference on how how I just operate, how I view the world, how yeah. I establish the types of people that I want to be around, the types of conversations I want to be entertaining as opposed to the ones that I don't want to <coughs> give the time of day to. Like, it's... I, so I just came to the conclusion that, like, I wasn't ready to experience that that growth, that level up until I went through this yeah. process that I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of it, too, um, has to deal with forgiving people and even accepting the apology you never got. And okay. sometimes you'll never get an apology for something like, um, oh, my God, not me about to cry my fucking lashes. <laughs> That's crazy. Apologize um, to that man. I didn't say I was doing it. <laughs> now you're fucking crazy. <laughs> Not you apologizing. <laughs> I said I was the forgiving one. No, but <laughs> in all seriousness, um, like, you know, me and my mom, we always got into it, like, it's it's crazy how we would get into it. And I, I always felt like because we're close in age that we kind of see things the same but differently. But it's it's weird. But then, like, becoming a mom as well is just I realized she went through a lot of shit at a much younger age than I did. Mm. And I couldn't even imagine, like, dealing with half the shit she dealt with when she dealt with it at a different time, like, and you kind of just have to, like, not sympathize, but, like, realize, you know what? Like, people are doing the best they can with what they have around them. Right. And what made me, like, appreciate my mom even more is, like, actually having an interaction with my biological father. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, no, like, you have no idea. Like, we talk about it. I'm like, what the fuck did you see in him? Like, he's so not like how she is like they're oh, just okay, so yeah. different that I'm like I wouldn't even think you guys know each other yeah I, I feel the same way about my parents like I have no idea like how they they're just two totally different people two totally different people and then together. I appreciate the fact that like my mom never spoke bad about him ever mm. she's just she's just not that person but so in a way I kind of held him on a pedestal when I was younger but like seeing him now and I kind of had an idea of how he was when I had visited him, and it was just not it for me. It was like, you know what? This is not going to get better the moment you get out. Like, because um, I remember we had, it was me, my cousin, and my stepsister. We went to visit him, and he said, like, we were there. He didn't even recognize me. I'm just like, bro, who comes to see you? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. there's only so many visitors that you have. And I don't know if it was like him being petty because I didn't see him in so long. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I look just like my mother. Like, fuck is you talking about? That is not okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm just like, mm, I'm immediately like, you're canceled in my book. You can rot in here for all I care. <laughs> um, Wait. What? No, I said Dito. 
Well, Dito is that he came out. <laughs> so. Well, it's just fucked that that was like your experience. Like that's, that's shitty. You know? It is, but like it made me appreciate my dad that raised me like a thousand times more. I'm just yes. like, oh we my love God. Urban. Yes, we do. Um, just because he's everything that he's not. And it's just like, I love that for me. I love that for my mom, you know, a thousand percent. But then, like, even talking with my biological father, I'm just like, bro, like, you need help. Like, you need to get the help. And it's it's weird. We don't have that, like, father-daughter dynamic. Like, I literally treat him like a motherfucker from the street. Like, yeah, you are just a stranger to me. And it's crazy because I feel like people that have been incarcerated have this mindset that they had before they got in there. And that place is just like a little time capsule for them. So he is like a 20-something-year-old in a 50-something-year-old's body. Really? Yeah, I found myself like having like a reverse parent-child relationship where I'm giving him advice on life and things that I'm just like, I should be coming to you about this type of stuff. Yeah, I'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, so for me, I was just like, you know what, I don't deal with that excuse of, oh, but that's your this, that's your family. Fuck that. If you're not good for me, you're not good for my kid, and you're not good for my future. I'm just like, I don't see this as an equal give and take relationship, and that's draining in itself. So it's just like, and it's sad because you make peace with the fact that, like, it's never going to get better. And you have to make peace with the fact that, like, you got to be okay with that. You have to be okay with some shit not ever getting better and just moving forward. Yeah, I think that's definitely a hard pill to swallow. Well, look, you take all of that with a grain of salt and you just learn from other people's mistakes. That's like, yeah. bro, I've been like, I've been thinking about shit. Like, even when my dad passes, I got to like have a whole Facebook status about what I got to say and shit. It's like, bro, I'm not going to say this shit, but what I'd be thinking to say is like, bro, he didn't really do 100% what he should have did, but I learned a lot from what he didn't do. Right. Like, I know what not how not to talk to people because of him. I know how, how not to lose my patience because of him. No, I know how not to just have a go into an alcoholic. I mean, never mind. Let me go to <laughs> but yeah, bro, you just learn from the mistakes. Oh my god, do we have the same father? <laughs> my dad was never locked up. Bro. No. But, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, know of. It's uh, you just learn. You can't. You, you know, you could be mad at people. Or you could learn from people. Yeah. That's the that's the key to life, guys. So with that being said, come on. Nah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Forget. <laughs> I have the weirdest relationship with my dad. Like I can't even. But um, like I'm a daddy's girl, but like. I fucking hate him too. <laughs> no, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's why. Like, I love my dad's. Like, I love my dad so much. But man, there's no one that gets on my nerves as much as my dad does. <laughs> but, um, but with that being said, I feel like we touched some heavy topics today. Yeah, not. not sure did. That was not Showing easy. Um, it was not easy. That bitches. was not easy. It was very uncomfortable for me. So I hope you guys are happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I really hope it was worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I just want to give a special shout out to Legally Highest because I've been killing these new raspberry acai. I keep calling them thick seltzers. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I was like, you said the THC part. Wow. I know. No, I was hooked. I was hooked on the lime one for so long, but this one is. I don't know. I don't know why, but this one really got me in a chokehold. So thank you guys. Yes. Sixty calories. Please go on the website uh, www.legallyhighest.com and apply the discount Poly Twenty. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Apply the discount code POLY20. Um, and yeah, just enjoy. <laughs> yep. Sip responsibly. So thanks for tuning into the Great Print, guys. Catch us next week. Bye. Bye.